Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, the news that is no longer pending involves the Edmonton Oilers re-signing Derek Ryan, a.k.a. DR, to a two-year extension, 900000 Uh Ryan was signed by the Oilers in the 21 offseason uh, after he'd spent three years with the Calgary Flames, and he signed at that time... Um, a two-year deal at $1.25 million. So he took a $350,000 a year pay cut uh, to be a part of the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, he said he prioritized winning and family concerns as part of the reason why he wanted to remain in Edmonton. Uh, we'll tell you that Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford says advertising on Oilers now works. Um, we'll get to Uncle Milt in a second a little bit later on. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to head straight off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome to the show. Uh, he spent a number of years, uh, he knows a little about continuity because he spent over a decade with the Kelowna Rockets and basically the last decade with the Calgary Flames organization. The Flames went internal with their uh, hiring of Craig Conroy as GM and they've gone internal with their hiring of their head coach and we welcome to the show the new head coach of the Calgary Flames, Ryan Huska. Ryan, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? I'm well, Bob. Thank you for having me. Today. Yeah, we had you on a number of years ago now when you were uh, with the uh, Kelowna Rockets. Uh, I think it was the year you guys won the league title back in 0809 off the top of my head, but you're heading off that year to the, uh, the Memorial Cup. So, uh, obviously, you spent a lot of years in the Calgary organization. Um, when you, and it's, it's a career path to become a head coach, uh, but it's got to be a thrill for you to get this opportunity with the Flames. Yeah, it it absolutely is. I mean, um, you look at, at how you want to try to get yourself to a position like I, I'm in now. Um, I never played really in the NHL one game. Um, so I knew along the way I would have to go through a lot of steps to get myself in this position. And I I feel like I'm, I'm fortunate that I've been able to move my way up through the same organization. And really not, not a lot of coaches get a chance to do that. Um, and I've been able to um, do different roles within this organization. And the experiences that I've gained from some of the people that I've had a chance to work with, I, I think has, has made me feel 100% comfortable that I'm ready for, for this role and this challenge. So I'm really excited about it. All right. Uh, you played on one of the greatest junior teams of all time. Uh, you were in Kamloops when they won the three titles and uh, in a four-year window when the WHL used to dominate the Memorial Cup. Uh, they won, yeah. I think, 1.16 out of 26 titles from 83 to 08. Um, so you were, you were in a good organization there. Uh, you were with Bruce Hamilton and, and Kelowna. I mean, they were top class for a long time. And they didn't move a lot of players out. You know what I mean? Like they had a lot of their own. They weren't a team constantly wheeling and dealing guys. And then you go to the Flames. You spend. Is there is there something to be said about you know you've had experiences where you haven't bounced around where there has been a lot of continuity, not just at the pro level with the Flames, but also dating back to your time in junior. It was both a player in Kamloops and then uh, as you grew as a coach in Kelowna. 
Yeah, and and that's a real good uh, point, Bob. Like my time in Kamloops, um, we kind of learned uh, about a good organization firsthand. And as a young guy, um, you, it didn't take you long to figure it out that the people around there cared for you and they wanted the best for you. And then when you move on to Kelowna, you're right. They, there weren't a lot of trades there because we were expected as a staff, management and coaches to develop and bring these young players along. And that was our job. Um, and the, the great part about the Hamilton family and the Rockets organization is they stuck with you even in, in tougher times and they allowed to get your feet, allowed you to get your feet underneath you. And, um, Thankfully, it pays off, and I, I think you always want to reward that loyalty. So you do everything that you can to to pay them back somehow. Um, so you come to work every day, ready to do your job and, and try to do your very best. And I feel the exact same way about my time here in Calgary. Um, this group has been very loyal to me, from Brad Treleving, um to Craig Conroy, to Brad Pascal, um, to the entire ownership group here and the management group. Um, they have given me these opportunities and now I feel like I'm in a position that I, I want to do everything I can to pay them back for their trust and their support. So it's a pretty cool feeling. It really is. Uh, but it goes back to the, the old adage, adage of you want to be around good people and you want to work for good organizations. And I really feel like I've been fortunate in that regard, having been able to do that on, on a couple occasions. There's something to be said about, you know, having the communication skills to work with today's players. And the Oilers have excellent coaches here. You know, Todd McClellan was a very good head coach, still is. Uh, you know, Ken Hitchcock had a strong track record of getting good results. Dave Tippett was solid. But Jay Woodcroft, since becoming the head coach, uh, Ryan of the Oilers, has got the second best record of the National Hockey League since he took over in February, uh, about 10th of 2022. And I think the time he spent in the AHL plus the time he spent working with the guys at the NHL level really helped him. And I just, is there something that, you know, the fact that you know the the Flames players because you worked with some of those kids in the minors as a head coach and then you spent the last several years on not one but a couple different coaching staffs, do you think that experience working with the guys can maybe help in the transition with you becoming the head coach? I do. Um, a lot of people, some of their opinions may say, hey, it's tough to go that direction. But for me, I look at it as a strength. Um, I have good relationships with these guys already. And um, when you're coming at it from a different role, you see things differently and you you build different relations. They're a little bit more open with you at, at different times because you aren't um, the main guy. Um, now when it flips, I feel like I'm at a different level. Um, I know really what's important to a lot of our players. And I've worked with the defense here for the last number of years. And um, that's something that uh, I'm proud of, that I've been able to develop good, strong relationships with those guys. Um, and now that's what I have to work on doing with the entire group of players that we have here. But um, it's it's funny that how you learn as you move up and along the way through the AHL and as an assistant that the players, as you mentioned, have changed a bit where in years past, if a coach wasn't saying anything to you, uh, that was a good thing. Obviously, you're doing something right because right. nobody's saying anything to me, but it's not the case anymore. Um, if they don't really have an idea of where people are at on a daily basis, they start to overthink. And when a player overthinks, they they don't really play their very best. So it's important that you find a way to let them know what you're thinking, whether it's, hey, I liked your game last night, and that was it, and you continue on with what you're doing. It gives them something, and I think that's what they all need nowadays. Ryan, isn't it, isn't it kind of simple, like, 
25, and I'm older than you by a couple of years and wasn't as good a player as you, lacked the speed, <laughs> talent, agility, coordination, toughness, and character to have played in the Western League in the uh, mid-1980s. But coaches back then caught, uh, you know, taught and coached from a negative perspective. And the reality is, you know, today coaching mentors will tell you, you probably got to have a three to four positive to negative ratio when dealing with a player today. Is that fair? Well, it, well, I, I think everybody's different. Again, you look at um, the player that you're dealing with. I mean, some players um, respond to a little bit more uh, of a direct challenge with this isn't this isn't great, or these clips are three negative clips, and that's all I'm going to show you. Some guys respond that way. I don't find it's as many as in the past, but that's where you have to really get to know your players and know what makes them um what really gets their attention and really drives them to another level. Um, that's the important thing for me. Uh, you want to create an environment, I think, around here where the players enjoy being, um, that they push themselves to be better every day. Um, but they're coming in ready to learn and, and, and to get better. That's, that, to me, is the most important thing. So the environment is critical. And part of that is having the players feel really good about themselves. But the biggest part of it is really getting to know them on a personal basis so you know how you can, how you can motivate them to, to get to that next level. Um, I, I looked at Calgary, and you know, you know, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I'm, it's the battle for Alberta for me, not the battle of Alberta. I'd like nothing more than every year Edmonton and Calgary playing in the second round of the playoffs. Here in Edmonton, we're sitting there looking at Vegas, going, "What a coulda, shoulda." Do you have to, with what occurred, and there's been significant change in the Flames organization, but not forget the fact that Calgary finished ahead of Florida in the overall standings this year. It wasn't all bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, the team was a competitive team. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs in the West. That's part of the reason why there's change. But you you need to, to also realize and recognize, hey, yeah, there's room for improvement, but we weren't terrible. Just missed the playoffs. That happens. Yeah. It, it does happen, and but unfortunately in this business, um, the results are what matter at the end of the day. But when you really do break it down, our team was involved in a lot of one-goal games that we didn't come out on the right end on. Um, we were at the bottom end of the scale in, in overtime and, and shootout losses. And, and when you think about the fine line with uh, making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, if you win three, four, five more of those games, we're comfortably sitting in a playoff spot. Um, so when you go back and really reflect upon our year, the analytics from a lot of our game were strong. There are some areas that we have to improve on, but uh, uh, we had some players that maybe weren't at their career standards, um, and yet we were only three points out when you factor in that tiebreaker. So, uh, yes, there's a lot of things that you look back at and you're like, man, I wish we would have done a better job here, but... Um, I, I think when we get the players pointed in the right direction, they're all going to realize too that we have a good team and we were close, even though we didn't play or weren't at our best that um, was to our expectation. We're joined by Calgary Flames new head coach Ryan Huska, Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers now. Coaching mentors for you personally, uh, you won Memorial Cups with, just thinking off the top of my head here, Tom Rennie and Don Hay. And also Mark Hapshide when you're on Kelowna staff. Were those some of the guys along the way, or were there some other coaches that influenced you as well? 
Absolutely early on, uh, they were. You know, when you go out to play junior hockey in a place like Kamloops, most kids are coming at that time, as you know, from like small towns, and they they do the horseshoe all practice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then you go as a 16 year old count uh, to a 16 year old to Kamloops, and you have Tom Rennie for your coach, and that's your first real eye opener as to what a real hockey coach is like. Um, so he was important for me for sure, as was Don Hay, who really taught you the. Uh, the details in regards to coaching um, or sorry, not coaching, how to compete on a daily basis and play hard as a team. Um, Mark Habscheid um, was an interesting one too because that was my first real taste of actually being in the coaching um, side of things where I got to watch how he operated um, uh, on a part-time basis. So I I felt like I was there all the time, but I didn't have to be. Um, But it really gave you an idea of how, how... he handled the team and, and started my mind to go a little bit like, hey, if this was me, would I do this differently or would I do it the same? So it, it really started to get my my juices going a little bit in, on coaching. Um, and then as you move on, I, I, so many guys that I've had a chance to work with just within this Calgary Flames organization, um, like he, he will go back to the most recent guy, Daryl Daryl Sutter has won Stanley Cups. He's one of the winningest coaches of all time. And I'm thankful for my two and a half years that I had a chance to learn from him and work with him. Um, those things and, and those lessons that you learn from him, you don't forget. And I feel like they strengthen you as a coach. Ryan, final question for you. It's a simple one. Do you coach to score the next goal or coach to stop the next goal from being scored? <laughs> it is a tough question. Um, I I think in this league, you don't win unless you can keep the pucks out of your net. You know, ideally, we want to be in a position where we're going to be aggressive and play the game on our toes, like a lot of people will say, and we want to attack teams. Um, But at the end of the day, we have to be a comfortable team in regards to playing in front of our goaltenders and making sure we're difficult to play against. Great, great answer. We'll see you in Penticton, okay? Sounds very good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, congratulations. That's Ryan Huska. He is the new head coach of the Calgary Flames. It's 148 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. All right, uh, Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford. He'll tell you point blank advertising in Oilers Now works. The phone's been ringing, but they're still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, reach out to Johnny Rich and Uncle Milt, the gang on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6400. 48 cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Just had uh, Ryan Husk on the show, the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Frank Cervalli for Daily Faceoff for um, Horse Racing Alberta. And Derek Ryan, who signs a two-year extension with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, will tell you Royal Pizza. Pizza past and so much more. You can get their new boneless wings, 8 for thirteen ninety-five or 16 for twenty-five ninety-five. Visit royalpizza.ca. Stoffer recommendation. Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. I had it last Last night. Oh, yes, I did. It was awesome. As we go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, in 1979, the NHL expansion draft was also held uh, with the Oilers claiming such players as Lee Fogelin from Buffalo, Pat Price from the Islanders, and Dave Hunter from the Canadians. And then the Oilers traded a second-round pick in the 1980 draft to the Canadians for Dave Lumley and Dan Newman. So you can see the respect that Glenn Sather had for the Canadians organization. 
you know, you got uh, Lumley from there and Dave Hunter from there, and those guys ended up being two-thirds of the Oilers' third line for a number of years. In fact, Dave Lumley scored 32 goals one season. Um, Pat Price uh, was a, a high-end pick, a defenseman that could really move the puck, that had a little bit of bite in his game as well, and uh, wasn't afraid to drop the gloves. And Lee Fogelin, well... <laughs> I'm on the Oilers. I'm fortunate enough to be on the Oilers uh, Wall of Fame uh, committee, and uh, we were pleased last year to to have uh, Lee Foglin and Ryan Smith as the uh, inaugural players to go up to join the Oilers uh, uh, Hall of Famers. And what are you know how fortuitous the Oilers have been over the years to have some of the greatest players in the history of the game uh, play here. Brendan, make the call. What happens tonight? Vegas close the deal. I think so. Without Matthew Kachuk as the engine of that team, there's just no hope. All right. Slightly fluid show tomorrow. We'll tell you that Mark Spector will join us at 1235. Brian Lawton for Wealth Factor Desserts at 105. David Staples call to hockey as well. Uh, Reed Wilkins does not have inside sports because we've got game five of the Stanley Cup final tonight between Vegas and Florida from T-Mobile Arena. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird from 3 to 6. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Back at you noon tomorrow on Oilers Now.